0: He who solves all the crime. Stingus fly, private eye. Cracking the case before nap time. Shaking down suspects on the street. Stingus fly, Then he drinks his milk and has a cookie to eat. He's Stingus fly, private eye. There comes a time when every toy has run its course. There's no more juice left in the batteries. The wheels are coming off. Superglue just won't do the trick anymore. What I'm saying is there comes a time for every toy to go visit that great park in the sky. That great park down on Sky Street, I mean. Perry Park. That's where everybody around here goes for Toy Donation Day. To drop off their old tricycles and dump trucks so other kids can stumble around on them. On this particular Toy Donation Day... I didn't have any toys to donate, but I was down at Perry Park anyway. I like to watch. You can see a lot just by watching. After watching the parade of children walking through the park, leaving behind their sad-looking half-broken toys, I decided I need a pick-me-up. I turned to my dad, who'd walk me to the park. Hey, pops, I told him. How about you and me line up a double date with a couple of cool ice cream cones? Dad's eyes lit up. That's a brilliant idea, Dingus, he said. I thought so, too. Little did I know, heading to the ice cream shop was only going to heat things up. By the time we got to Ninkum Scoops, the line was already halfway around the block. As Dad and I took our place at the end of the line, the kid in front of me turned around. I recognized him immediately. It was Big Frankie from the park. Dingus, he said with a smile. How you doing? Good, Frankie, I told him. I'll be better with an ice cream cone in my hand. Say, Dingus, he said to me. You're just the guy I'm looking for. I haven't seen my bobblehead all day. You know what a bobblehead is, don't you? I nodded yes. The truth is, I have two bobbleheads of my own. Berry though. A minute bowl. Want another truth? I have no idea who those guys are. The bobbleheads were gifts for my pops. Think you can handle one more truth? I don't really get the whole bobblehead thing. You can't play with them. You're just supposed to look at them as their heads bob up and down. Seems goofy to me. But Frankie was pretty upset about his missing bobblehead. It was a famous baseball player named Jackie Robinson, and it was worth a lot to Frankie. It was a birthday present from his uncle. Frankie said his uncle had even written a special message on the bottom. Life is not a spectator sport, it said. It's a good line. So, Frankie said to me as we took a step forward in the ice cream line, you gonna help me find it, or what? Maybe it was the heat. Maybe it was the fact that Big Frankie stood between me and my ice cream cone. Or maybe I'm just a guy with a soft heart. Whatever the reason, I took the case. Turned out, Frankie had a good lead on where his Jackie Robinson bobblehead might be, in the hands of a certain kid named Dirk Grubstaker. Every kid in town knew Dirk Grubstaker, or at least they knew about him. He was the kind of kid who always had the cool new toys, the toys that light up and make sounds and chew through batteries like a puppy at breakfast time. Or, so I've been told. The truth is, I've never been over to Dirk's house, but he and Frankie were friends— Actually, their parents were friends, which meant that every once in a while, Frankie and Dirk were actually stuck together for a few hours while their parents took over the living room. It turns out the Grubstickers had been over to Frankie's house for dinner the night before I saw Frankie at the ice cream shop. And Frankie and Dirk had just about torn Frankie's room to shreds, looking for things to do while their parents ate the world's slowest dinner. So Frankie figured Dirk must have taken Frankie's bobblehead. There is only one way to know for sure, I told Frankie. I had to pay a visit to Dirk Grubstaker. Frankie wanted to come with me. At first, I said no, I work alone. But something told me it just might come in handy to have Big Frankie at my side. Okay, I said, you can come along. But just remember, I do the talking. (music) Me and Big Frankie rode our bikes over to the Grubstaker's house. His older sister answered the door. She didn't say a word. She just rolled her eyes and disappeared to wherever she came from, leaving me and Big Frankie standing there all alone in the Grubstaker house. To say Dirk's house was big would be like saying that running errands with Mom all day is a little bit boring. Nah, Dirk's house wasn't just big. It was huge. There were stairs everywhere and shiny things hanging from the ceilings, and it was full of giant furniture made out of leather and wood that looked like it was a million years old but was still shiny and smooth to the touch. Come on, said Frankie, and he led me up a set of windy stairs. At the top of the stairs was a long hallway. We stopped at the first door on the right. Frankie knocked. Come in, a voice called from inside. We went in. Dirk's room looked like a toy factory. There were toys everywhere, on the floor, on the shelves, all over the bed... And there was Dirk, in the middle of it all, wearing a robe and standing at a small table, pouring himself some apple juice. "'Well, if it isn't Big Frankie, and your Dingus, right, Detective? I've heard stories about you.' "'Don't believe everything you hear,' I said, looking around the room. "'Don't worry,' said Dirk. "'I don't.' He pointed at the apple juice. "'Thirsty?' "'Sure,' I said. "'As far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing as a bad glass of apple juice.' Dirk poured me a cup and slid it over to me. He did the same for Frankie. I gulped mine down in one swallow. Frankie just stared at the juice in his hands. He looked about as nervous as a turkey on Thanksgiving. Dirk, on the other hand, was as cool as a cucumber. He walked over to his bed, pushed aside some toys, and lay down. Now then, gentlemen, he said to us, resting his apple juice on his belly, to what do I owe the pleasure of this unannounced visit? Frankie kept his eyes on his apple juice. He was good at letting me do the talking. "'Well, Dirk,' I said, "'it's no use beating around the bush, so I'll tell you like this. "'Big Frankie here can't find his special bobblehead, "'and he's just sick over it. "'He thought maybe it ended up in your possession last night "'when you left his house.' "'I stopped talking. "'If Dirk was guilty, his face didn't show it.' "'I see,' Dirk said slowly. "'That's the Jackie Robinson bobblehead, right?' I remember seeing it on Big Frankie's shelf. It caught my eye because Jack and Robinson is my favorite baseball player. In fact, I've got one of my own. Dirk lifted his cup and pointed it towards a shelf across the room. It was filled with nothing but bobbleheads. Baseball players, basketball players, movie characters, you name it. And there, in between Satchel Page and Pee Wee Herman, was none other than number 42 himself, Jackie Robinson. I wanted a closer look. May I? I asked Dirk, pointing towards the bobblehead in question. Please, he said. I gently picked up the toy and looked at the bottom, the place where Big Frankie's uncle had written his message. Only, it was completely blank. I looked over at Big Frankie and shook my head. He looked relieved and heartbroken at the same time. I know the feeling. Well, Dirk, I said, placing the bobblehead back down on the shelf, thanks for your time, and thanks even more for the drink. I slid the empty juice cup back onto the small table. Dirk smiled as Frankie and I walked out of his bedroom. No problem at all, he said. Easy for you to say, I thought to myself, as I closed the door behind us. Me and Frankie jumped on our bikes and hit the road. I had no idea where we were going, but we were getting there fast. Frankie spoke first. Sorry for wasting your time, dingus. Uh, What do you say we head over to Perry Park and check out all the toys people donated today? My mom dropped off a whole box of stuff this morning. There's an old magnifying glass in there you might like. I hit the brakes and came to a skidding stop. Wait, I said to Frankie. "'Your mom dropped off a box of toys this morning?' "'Yeah, she always does that on Toy Donation Day,' Frankie replied. "'Why?' "'I tried to spell it out for Frankie.' "'Didn't you and Dirk tear apart your room last night when his family was over for dinner?' "'Yeah,' said Big Frankie, still not putting the clues together. "'I had to spend all morning cleaning it up. "'So what?' "'So what?' I said to Frankie. "'Come on, you big lug. "'I think we may have just cracked this case.' By the time we got to Perry Park, the sun was low and the playground was quiet. There was a big pile of newly donated toys sitting in the sand underneath a bench. I jumped off my bike, threw my helmet around the handlebars, and ran over. There was a pile of donations from the day. A tricycle with one pedal missing, a pogo stick with two broken handles, a dump truck with no wheels, and buried underneath a stack of books was a wooden box. I pointed at it, called the Frankie. Hey Frankie, is this the box your mom brought over here today? Frankie came over to look. Yep, he said. That's it. I brushed the books off the lid of the box and tried to open it, but it was still underneath the bench and there wasn't enough room to open the lid. I tried dragging the box out from underneath the bench, but it wouldn't budge. It was way too heavy. Here, said Big Frankie. Let me give it a try. And with one arm on either side of the box, he gave one strong pull and the box easily slid out from underneath the bench. I stared at Big Frankie. I couldn't believe how strong he was. He just shrugged back at me and stepped out of the way. I opened the box and peeked inside. There was an old fireman's helmet and a water shooter, and there, poking out from underneath an old superhero cape, was the bobbling head of one Mr. Jackie Robinson. It must have fallen into the donation box the night before when Dirk and Big Frankie were playing in his room. Frankie's mom had taken it to the park by accident without even knowing it was in the box picked the bobblehead up and handed it to Big Frankie. He was so happy he couldn't talk. He just squeezed the bobblehead to his chest. I could see his uncle's writing on the bottom. Life is not a spectator sport. No, it is not, Big Frankie's uncle. No, it is not. I left Frankie and his bobblehead, made my way over to my bike. As I buckled my helmet, Big Frankie called out to me. Thanks, dingus. Let me know if there's ever a way I can help you. I thought about it as I swung one leg over my bike. I could use some muscle like Big Frankie. Sure thing, Frankie, I called back to him. I'll let you know. And I rode off into the sunset. This is not a tale on a dog or a cat. This is not a tale on a whale or a bat. This is not a tale that shivers when it's cold. This is just a tale untold.
1: Tales
0: untold.